0: Welcome to the Outside the Business Boxes podcast where we're talking about how to ignite your business today for the future using systems for everything you do in your business to make your life, your employees lives, and your customers lives easier for you to ultimately enjoy your business and of course make more money. I'm your host Chad Murray. Hi great to have you episode 8 season 2 We're launching season two with the high hopes of really getting you to work on your business of how to make more money, sales. Season two is all about sales and what could you do to launch uh, your business to the next level, Uh, either by adding marketing, by not adding marketing, by adding better sales situations, by changing over your staff possibly, by training your staff more. Lots of things going into it. I haven't even planned out the agenda for sales because there's just so much. But I know the first thing I wanted to plan and do today's podcast is is about the anatomy of a sale. Anatomy of a sale is something that I worked on for the last twenty years in my business to duplicate exactly what I've done out in the field to train to my salesmen, which we call educators out to the public exactly the way I do things and exactly how the presentation of a sale uh, is done from the standpoint of of repetition positivity getting the customer to like you getting the customer to understand we're an authority of why you hired us and why we're there this is big you build this all into your sales you train on this weekly monthly, daily, if possible. Talk to your salespeople about exactly how you want them to talk, verbalize, action-wise, look at, I mean, you really micromanage how the sale goes up front and train on it. And of course, when they get out in the field, they're going to modify it a little bit, but they have all the main aspects of exactly how to do the sales the way you want it. So I'm gonna just dive right in here and I'm gonna I'm gonna start with how we do anatomy of a sale to where you could possibly do it to, to your business as well. So we start with the really the pre-anatomy of a sale is is your company really ready to start going out and selling, even if you're an existing business? So I start with always, do you have a mission statement? Do you train on your mission statement and talk about it in your sales meetings, your company meetings, your call center meetings, all those kind of meetings? Then you talk about your core values. And this is a one to two minute thing that you should do every week. Because you want everyone to be on that positive same side as you. And even if you've hired correctly and everyone loves you and you love them, it's it's that positivity that starts off with the the core concept of who we are why we do it so then you move into making sure that you're branded correctly and and all this back end stuff is setting up for when we get to the nut and bolts of what anatomy of sale is so this is how our service company has developed our anatomy of sale so we start with when the guy puts his keys in his truck to go to his appointment, that's where our anatomy cell sale starts. He then reviews, first thing he does, is reviews the work order to see what he's going to be doing when he gets there. So he reads it. Okay, I'm going there for whatever. And he drives there. And before he starts to park, he drives around the house to see... If the exterior is visible to what he could see, if it's an outside situation, if it's an inside situation, he parks. So if it's not, if it, if it's something that you can see from the outside, we want to see it if possible. Drive to the drive or drive through the uh, alley up front. If it's up front, if like the chimney in the front, then it's easy to see. We don't. We go to park, and we do. We make sure that they're out of the truck in thirty seconds upon parking no pulling up with a phone call no pulling up and reading things you've already read what you're supposed to do so you should know what tools tablets phones whatever you need readily available to take with you into the uh, or up to the front door so when the customer might be looking at you you're ready to go and straight up there nobody wants to see a service man or a construction guy coming for an estimate sit on their truck and finish their phone call for the next 15 minutes or whatever blah 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 so that's pretty big now that's all been talking about the chimney business how we do that but if you're a carpet cleaning company there's no difference you're still doing everything you're still reviewing your your uh work order to see exactly what you're gonna do you know you're you're, you're surveying the house you're gonna be at you know how big it is whatever you know it doesn't matter if you're a painter everything This anatomy of sale, the way it starts, is the same thing for everybody. Know what you're doing before you get there. Park and get to the front door. So now you confidently walk up to the front door. You knock on the front door. Customer answers. And then you say, hi, I'm Chad with whoever, and here's what I'm here for. Customer replies. You get your pleasantries out of the way. If it's an outside scenario, pull them outside, and on the way... have your conversation, which I'm about to get into. If it's inside, walk into the point of interest and start your conversation. And what the conversation is now is when you get to that point where to talk to them and you ask them, it says here, I'm here for a chimney inspection, or I'm here to clean your carpets, or I'm here to do a painting estimate. Tell me exactly why I'm here in your words so I can be on the same page with you. And You're now opening up a conversation to hear from their words why you're there. This is big because sometimes the call center or whoever took your appointment missed the boat of why you're there. And then the additional information that they did not tell the call center up front is now going to be divulged to you, especially if you have a couple qualifying questions to them as they say, well, I'm just here for this. And you go, okay. You might have a question to whatever industry standards you might ask them. Uh, For instance, if someone says, well, uh, you know, our chimney smokes, and then you can ask a few questions on, you know, what kind of wood do you use? You know if your dampers open, you know, and I can keep going on and on for stuff. But the point is you're engaging the customer and you're asking qualifying questions. Now, here's here's really the, the next part of your reply when you're about to start your work. And that is you're giving them the reassurance of that they hired the right expert to do the job. And what you say is, let's just say they say something like, "Well, my chimney smokes," and you you say a little bit, a couple questions, and then you then you end your statement with, "Well, here here at Master Services, we absolutely deal with chimney smokies all the time and correct that every day for all of our clients." So. With that said, let me go over here and start the inspection. It'll take me about as you keep going on. I just gave the customer the reassurance that they are hiring the right company to do the job we've been hired to do before I even looked at it. So when you're given the affirmation of we do this all the time, we're great at doing this, even though they've already done their homework up front, hopefully. But now we're giving them, we're giving them, putting them at ease that, hey, you know, we, we're we going to solve your issues. You know, Calgon, take me away type of stuff here. You know, it's like Mrs. Jones, yes, we're good at this. We did deal with this all the time as you kind of pat them or on the shoulder or it's you know, like, yay, we're here to fix it, you know, type of deal. So, you know, so once you've done that, then you get into go do your job. You know, do your inspection, do your estimate. So if you're in a field that c- could do an inspection versus just showing up and doing an, an estimate, an inspection is very, very heavily relied on. If you're into a safety issues like chimney companies are, um, what's nice about the inspection is is you're going to go through the scope of what needs to be done with a before picture and. A picture of what it should look like so your inspection form the best way best inspection forms that I've seen one that I've made myself for our own company you know is an easy form we use fast field forms to build our inspection forms by using them my guys just it's tap you know tap on this tap on that really quick add a picture here add a picture there and we have it preloaded for what you know essentially what a mortar crown should look like what a cap should look like you know, what, what does flashing look like? What is you know, what does a good firebox look like? What, you know, cracked panels on a prefab? You know, all this kind of stuff is what we show what they should look like. And then we show a picture of what theirs looks like to, you know, show them this is wrong. You know, like when we do, we do videos for camera inspections, but we also screenshot uh, to put in our inspection form, some of these for the liners why they need lining and stuff like that. So when we present, we've got, this is what it should look like. This is what yours does look like. So now they're visually getting the, oh, oh, that's mine. Okay. Yeah. And, and now you don't have to really go into a major explanation on why it needs to be fixed. Uh, but you will, of course, but I'm saying the visual will pretty much say you got cracks in your flu. It needs to be fixed. You know, your back wall is broken, you know, panel, needs to be fixed you know things like that um and then you have the you know the not so obvious then you have the what's so not so obvious is like in the chimney business where they need waterproofing well that's where you you deal with the cracking is all caused from that and this is what waterproofing does you know we kind of show that in there why they need it but point is i'm going over all the needs the issues and I'm using pictures of a perfect scenario versus their scenario. And I'm not doing it, the important part, I'm not doing it by using the pricing. I'm letting them figure out in their own mind why they need it before they start spending money in their mind. We all know if you show up, you do an inspection, you start just showing them the estimate while you're telling them they need it, and you're showing them the actual form, whether it's handwritten or on your tablet or even your phone. You're trying to tell them why they need this repair, and all they see is the price over on the right. Even if it's a hundred or five thousand dollars, they are only they'll only listen to two words out of 40 words you've said, because they're looking at okay, that's five grand or that's a hundred. Next thing's 300. Next thing's this. They're only looking at the price and adding it up if they can't see the bottom. Worst case scenario is they see the bottom number and they're totally blown out of the water. And so that's why you separate it uh, because you want them to understand why they need it and, and, and have them look at what is wrong with whatever you're there for. And so showing them visually is exactly you're creating that absolute urgency of this is what it is this is what it should be and now let's get into this is what it costs and so even if someone sits there and says well that sounds expensive so well you know we'll get to the you know i always rebut that that when i'm there sometimes i even just ignore them but i because i want them to focus on I don't care how expensive it is, even if it's a cheap. We're talking about even if I show up for a small, minor estimate, I, I still don't care about what the price is. I want them to understand the repair, to solving the issue, and so you create the need outside the scope of what they thought they're there for. Because like within the fireplace industry, you know, it's not like carpet cleaning where they show up and they go, "You got stains here, here, and here. We're gonna, we can do it for this." we can add a couple things. No, when you're dealing with the inspections of, of safety issues, they have issues they haven't seen before. Never heard of stuff. And so you want them to be focused in on, oh, that's cracked up. That's a fire hazard. Oh, that's, that's, that's broken. And we need to fix that. Oh my, I didn't realize the chimney looked like that up from the top bird's eye view. Oh, you know, and, 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 the, and so now you're really creating this I need to get this fixed, and money isn't as much of an of a factor when they see the scope of work that needs to be performed. Because obviously, as you're preventing, you're or you're presenting it, you're showing them how you're going to fix it. So then you get to the pricing and you go over it. I mean, I I spend a minimum of ten to fifteen minutes on going over a full estimate of a fireplace inspection and chimney inspection. And I spend one minute on the pricing. And then as soon as I've done with the pricing, here's the next part of what everyone needs to understand of what you have to do. It blows me away. You can read every salesman in the sales book in the world and you will hear them say this. Yet I will hear people out in the field. I have people come to my house, sell me stuff. I, I coach other people and I talk to them about their... You know, anatomy of a sale that they presently have, and they give the estimate. I say, well, what is it? And then I really prime them up. What do you do next? You've given them the exit. What are you doing? You know, and they're all, they're all stumped. You know, they never say anything. And I finally go, And here it is Did you ask for the sale? Did you do a proper close? Did you end it when you're done? Don't any, you do the pricing you may have a couple questions really quick you answer these questions fairly quickly about you know the processes of whatever you know you should have gone over that enough we shouldn't have many questions now it's really just a timing thing and a money thing so you go for the close and you ask for it okay mrs jones we we can get you on our busy schedule as soon as possible does next tuesday or wednesday sound good and they haven't even committed yet. That's what you're doing. You're getting a commitment. And that's where you start getting into a very minor rebuttal. I'm not big on rebuttals. But how you do a rebuttal, you're going to know right away. Are they, They're processing everything you just said. And sometimes you'll be shocked that when you go for the close and ask for it, as they're processing, they'll go, yes, let's look at next Tuesday. And they may have been thinking, well, let me think about it but you just took them out of that train of thought. Let's get it done. And a lot of people will sit there and go, really, they'll do that? Oh, I've seen it happen. I've seen people that have told me after we were booking it and we're having a conversation that they were going to get another estimate, so they're going to do other stuff. And and they tell me flat out that that because everything was so done right with showing how we did it, They've canceled other bids coming they've they just felt the way it all went was felt right you know or they just they just did it and I, I mean but let's talk about the people that don't book right away so they're just like their head they hesitate or they give you the you know the uh, um i'll think about it i mean different rebuttals you can say you know you know if they hesitate you know or they say oh let me look it over and think about it it's like one of the responses interest you say interesting can I ask you what specifically you'll be thinking is over thing why? Let me say that again. Interesting. Can I ask what specifically you'll be thinking over? How can I help you think through these points right now? What are you not clear of? And sometimes it's go I just, go, well, just got to think about it. Well, okay, well is it is it a money thing? You know, you know we we do I give my guys if it's a money thing, okay, well you know, we'll we'll we we can give you uh, you know a hundred bucks off. We can take the inspection off. You know, if if we go today, you know, and blah blah blah, give an incentive, a minor thing. You know, if you got an eight thousand dollar bid, I don't care about the one fifty. You know, I don't want to leave with one fifty with a maybe of eight thousand. When if I give them one fifty off, they'll go at the eight thousand. They felt like they just got something. You know, uh, we don't try to do that, but it's definitely a, a tactic that we'll use. You know, or you know another rebuttal if they if they're hesitant, say. You know, if they say, let me think it over, it's like, well, that's totally understandable. Most of my customers need time to think about it. Could it be that you're worried about the cost? You know, the implementation or not being too sure of what you've heard from us? What can I help? What can I do to help you understand that our processes are the best to do, you know, for the pricing that we can do here? You know, you you, you just, you know, or, or, you know, Mrs. Jones, whenever someone tells me that they want to think about it, It's usually because the price isn't exactly where they thought it would be. I get it. You know, and chimneys are not one of those things that you can see, you know, the damage to. So, what part of this do I need to help you with to help you get to understand that what we're gonna do is the right thing for your chimney price wise as well? You know, so as you're saying these things, you know, you have to practice, especially sometimes your inspectors that you have as a salesman out there that are even doing the jobs. That aren't really salesmen, you gotta train this to be fluent to where it doesn't sound like you're a butthead. I mean, really. I mean, you know, what I if I said, hmm, Mrs. Jones says, she says, Well, let me think about it. And I say, Well, that's interesting. You know, what about what what is exactly why why aren't you going with this? You know, how can I help you think through these points? Just cause you said it and scripted it, that sounds like really kind of a of a non-professional way to say it but you take the exact same words i just said interesting can i ask you what specifically you'll be thinking over how can i help you think through these points right now just your tone of voice and how you say it because i've practiced how to say that is huge the role playing of this in meetings is big getting people to role play the beginning and saying saying stuff like you know why am I here? What, tell me exactly what my work order is here for. And then they go, well, you know, blah, 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 and then you practicing your responses to, we do that all the time, Mrs. Jones. Let me get to my job. And that's an easy phrase to say, you know, but you practice that or, or, you know, just this week, I had another lady that did, that needed this repair and we solved her issue for her quickly. Let me get on here and start. And you, you practice this the role play of the little the minor the minor rebuttals at the end for for asking a close you know once you've done the stuff you've had that you get that pause where it's ready to close and you in a meeting you guys are role playing it well let me see about getting you on next tuesday how does how does that sound for you mrs jones you know and then they hesitate you know well that's interesting what specifically do you need to think over how can i help you think through these points to make us get on the same page of getting this junk done so your chimney can work properly and safely you know practicing all these things and honestly as you hear me talking about this i'm reading my script that i wrote and 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 done upgraded through the years i need to if i were to have, if i were to have to go on in the field i would have role play this a hundred times before i got out in the field to do it with my wife or one of my managers to talk about it so i could get fluent right away and getting out there. I mean, I'm a good salesman and can muffle through it, but I but I have to practice. I want to make it seem, you know, bam 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 right on them to where that's getting them, you know, qualified to buy and and then getting them to say yes. And so, um we're fortunate in the fireplace industry, at least at least chimney industry that that we don't deal with a lot of rebuttals. They I would say in the winter time, we close 70 plus percent of our jobs without having to say much because our process of the inspection the the video camera camera inspection and then and then our pricing is pretty on par with getting everything fixed uh the way that they can see the value right up front so i mean most of the time you know you're showing up to someone for a rebuttal that gives you a rebuttal is is they really thought everything was good they had no clue that you know it's a seven, eight thousand dollar relining slash waterproofing deal and it's like, wow, I, I really kinda budgeted five hundred bucks, you know, and and you gotta sit there and, and go over all this like you did to prove it to them. And they really do need to think about it because they may quite frankly it may be an issue. You know, we're dealing with right at the holidays that, you know, you know, all of a sudden they need eight thousand dollars when they thought they were spending five hundred. I get it. You know, but all this, that's why it boils down to the next part of the anatomy of the sale. Are you emailing a follow-up within 24 hours? And then are you calling them within 72 hours about it? I'll tell you, you want your business to go up 15%, call them within 72, if not 48 hours and talk to them. That right there will make your business go up minimum of 10% if not up to 20% if you've never done callbacks. Uh, have and, and here's the thing. You either have one one heck of a great salesperson in the call center, so it's personal, they can answer questions, do it. Or you have the initial sales guy, an educator, go, go do it on his time between appointments or at night, do his follow-up calls. And watch your sales go. If you have a $20,000 a week or an $80,000 a week, go up. 10% easy easy and so the next thing that we we always talk about with anatomy of sales is making sure that you're doing the email blast on what you do why you do it and stuff like that to prime people on on getting what needs to be done and how much it can cost and so the the reason you do that is because all the people that say no and don't purchase Two, three years later, they're still getting these emails. Your chimney's still in the same condition, and you're still reminding them that, hey, not only do you have a bid, but your chimney doesn't work, and they know it. So that's why you go through all the motions of of what an anonymous sale. So, I mean, to kind of summarize it again, you know, I mean, to go through the fine points of it, you know, you show up ready to go. You go in there, you do a greeting. You have your little what you call meeting that we call about talking to them about why you're there. Let them tell you. You then give the affirmation and credibility uh, statement of, and we do this all the time. You know, let me get on my stuff. Get through your inspection if you can. Do your estimate if you can. If you can separate the two, I mean, because there is an inspection involved. Go over the inspection with no numbers. Get get through. Do the pricing. Give them a, uh, uh, go for the close. Once you go for the close, if you don't get the sale, uh, do one rebuttal of clearly of what I like to do. With the rebuttal is, the rebuttal is, is really just what, what, is there anything you don't understand that I can help you with to make a decision today? You know, what can I, you know, what, what can I do to make sure to make it very clear? So when I leave, if you don't purchase all your questions are answered. And a lot of times that'll boil right into the okay, well, let's do it. So that is how we do an anatomy with sale. Um, lots of many different ways to do sales. That is my process of doing it. And it works for the chimney industry. I know it works for a couple other industries uh, that are in service. Uh, it is a great tool to listen to, you know, have people listen to my podcast, your your guys, write this out. If you want me to uh, send you a, the scripting of all this, go ahead and email me at chat at outside the business box.com. I'll be glad to email you over this, this whole podcast, the anatomy of a sale scripted that I just went through. And so with that, I really appreciate everybody. Um, that was season two episode eight appreciate it everybody thank you very much have a great day